0: and welcome again to Forge Fireside. Fireside is a monthly chat with a founder, investor, entrepreneur, or other individual who has a compelling story to tell that can be of value to our community, to our students, and beyond. My name is Brian Ellerman. I'm the founding executive director of Forge, which is finding opportunities and resources to grow entrepreneurs. We like to work across the community and with students in developing entrepreneurial mindset and imagining a better world where everyone thinks that way. My guest today is Adil Dewan, co-founder and CTO of Safcon Health, a medical device company focused on ear care. Welcome, Adil. Thanks, Brian. It's good to be with you. I always like to start out by asking the origin story, but usually when I say that, I'm talking about college but your story actually starts even earlier than that. So tell yep. me a little bit about your childhood and kind of what led you to where you are today. And then we'll, we'll veer back to, uh,
1: to your university days. The story of Sofcon Health really started a long time ago when I was a young kid. I was around 11 or 12 years old growing up just outside of Seattle, Washington. When I woke up one morning, you know, regular school day, but I seemed to have a hearing loss in my left ear. And so as any, you know, 11 year old would do, I told my mom. And so my mom, you know, was a bit concerned. So she gave a call to our primary care doctor close by, got the first available appointment, took me in. And then when they looked in my ear, they said, everybody take a deep breath. You know, that's not a serious issue here. It's not some sort of permanent damage. He doesn't even have an ear infection. What it was, it was an impaction of cerumen, uh, commonly known as earwax. Uh, And it turns out that cerumen impaction is the number one cause of conductive hearing loss. And I was an 11-year-old at the time sitting in the doctor's office. And that was the first time I went through an ear cleaning procedure with an ear and bladder syringe. Growing up, I was always very interested in science, technology, medicine from a young age. I'd say in my high school days, I became passionate about medical technology, medical devices, and that's what led me to the major of bioengineering, biomedical engineering. And then around 2013 was when I came to the University of Arizona, moved down to Tucson, started taking my classes there. Around my junior year is when uh, my ear started bothering me again. And by that time, I had really had my foundations of engineering and human anatomy physiology down and I decided in my college apartment to try to prototype and build a ear cleaning device for myself. So were you
0: experimenting on yourself? Like, were you your own guinea pig in your trial or?
1: In the earliest days, yes. So, you know, I was a student in my college apartment there near campus. I had saved up some money, I bought a 3D printer, just had it right there on my my table in my bedroom. And yeah, designing parts using some SolidWorks CAD uh, and then printing them out. And, you know, fun tidbit is since I built that first prototype, I've never been back to the doctor for the procedure. I've always just done it on myself.
0: You provided me a fantastic opportunity to put in a, a little bit of a programmatic plug for Forge. We have a brand new or expanded program called the Student Startup Residency that will offer the opportunity to up to 30 undergraduate students probably half of which will come from the biomedical space and especially biomedical engineering, the other half from, say, semiconductor manufacturing or AI. Those students will get into a program over the summer called a startup boot camp, where they get mentored by experts in these fields. And then at the end of the eight weeks, they'll pitch to a panel of investors. So they really get that sort of intensive experience of launching a company and, you know, mentored through it. Kicker is then we also are going to invite those students to apply to become entrepreneurs in residence with us for the fall where they serve as industry analysts in different areas, including many parts of biomedicine and working with founders in our accelerators, working with investor groups, et cetera. In other words, that student that's in their dorm room, that's 3D printing something, you know, yeah, to try yeah. to solve it, come talk to us. We've got information sessions starting next week, or well, I should say we have information sessions running and the applications are are open as we speak for
1: students to apply for this. That's awesome. I think your guys' program is fantastic and I'm excited to be part of it.
0: One of the things that we really try to underscore particularly with the student inventors and innovators in the biomedical space is this isn't the same as developing a parking app or find the best restaurant or bar. Number one, you're impacting a person you know, in many ways, including their yeah. health. There's also a regulatory pathway that governs this. So from your concept and what you had, talk a little bit about how then the, the device came to be and how you navigated that clinical
1: trial and that regulatory side. Yeah, so from a higher level, the phases were the idea of the medical device and the technology behind it. Then came the prototype phase, trying to build out those technologies and into the device itself. After the prototypes were built, we moved into clinical studies multiple clinical studies done with universities as partners. Then we wrapped up all that clinical data, safety, efficacy, along with a lot of external lab testing on the device to make sure it was safe. Going through the FDA as a 510K device, we got our FDA clearance, and then finally setting up manufacturing, getting production going of the medical device with the FDA clearance and then to launch.
0: You've been marketing this exclusively to practitioners, to clinicians. You have expressed a desire just thinking about your own personal story. I, mm-hmm. I would imagine that the, the ideal for you would be a world in which I can go down to my, I don't know, Walgreens or other pharmacy pick up my own device and and bring it home for myself. I don't have to go to a, a practitioner.
1: The grand vision here always has been ear care in general for the general population. And what I see as the company moves forward is not only being a significant innovation in the clinical space in clinics across the country, but also Next products working on a more preventative ear care routine for people at home. So when I was a student there at the University of Arizona needing this procedure myself again, I started doing a lot of research. So I was looking at what maybe a primary care doctor was doing versus a ENT specialist was doing and everything in between on the spectrum of healthcare. I found that some clinicians were using only irrigation say with an ear and bladder syringe versus for example an ENT specialist who would do micro suction no irrigation and what i had realized is no device no technology was combining both at the same time irrigation which what some clinicians were doing with micro what specialists were doing and that's how i combined them into one device which ended up being the otoset ear cleaning system and how it works it has simultaneous irrigation and suction. So, essentially, clean saline solution or distilled water is filled up into the top half of the device there. And then, at the push of a button, either left, right, or both ears can actually be cleaned at the same time. And then, what the device automatically does is it will introduce all the irrigation water flow into the patient's ear through an ear tip while simultaneously suctioning all that water and earwax back out into the lower chamber, which we call the waste container. And this procedure is fully automated and takes only 30 seconds at controlled pressures and flow rates. Wow. So once we were able to build the device prototypes, and then once we were through clinical studies, we worked with the University of Washington to conduct a clinical study here locally in Washington. And once we had clinical data behind the device, and gone through the FDA as the, uh, the first and only ear cleaning device that has FDA clearance. Taking all of that bundled together to market, we had a very strong case for our innovative medical device and uh, the market has picked it up really well. You mentioned already that you were a
0: biomedical engineering major. Did you ever feel like, oh man, I've got this idea, but I can't run a business because I don't have a business background. How did you, one approach that side of it and then two how
1: did your brother come into the the picture i'm very lucky to have a great team around me starting with my older brother sahil i've learned a tremendous amount from him and he's been supportive to me as well myself you know as a biomedical engineer by education i always had an entrepreneurial spirit and mindset so i was always you know thinking about business ideas new inventions, innovation. And I basically applied that mindset to the medical device industry. As we co-founded Safcon Health, Sahil Dhawan, my older brother, is our CEO, my co-founder. And around the time where we had prototypes built, we were ready to start clinical studies. That's when we joined forces. And then he led the company forward on the business side, talking to investors, raising our seed round, which got us off the ground and through the FDA. Later came the Series A, which launched us into the market. Wow, Well, and congratulations on that, by the way. Thank Um, you. Early on, prototyping was not easy. We were doing a lot of 3D printing, which at times could be unreliable. But over time, it proved very helpful for us to get parts iterated on quickly and at an effective cost. Once we had the product prototyped and through clinical studies showing that we had above 90% efficacy and no safety concerns, we went through the FDA for 510K clearance as a class one medical device. And that was another significant hurdle. We are actually the first and only FDA cleared ear cleaning device in the world. It took about six to nine months going through the FDA, some back and forth but once we got clearance in late 2020, we were ready to go and move forward with our soft launch of the product to clinics across the country in 2021. So it took a lot of perseverance to get through that prototyping phase, through clinical studies, iterating on the technology, on the product, getting it just right, as effective and safe as possible understanding the FDA process, working with them for all of the regulatory needs being met, culminating in the product launch. The IP journey uh, strategically started very early. So I knew when I was building my earliest prototypes that the first thing I needed to do was protect my invention. So I filed the very first provisional patent, I believe, back in 2016 completely written on my own filed that got my protection and then started taking the prototypes and inventions out to our teams, out to investors. And to date, a few years later, we have three issued patents in the U S and patents filed all over the world. Wow! I think medical device innovation across the industry is ripe. There's so much to do. And there's a lot of procedures that, Are a bit outdated just like the ear cleaning procedure with the ear and bladder syringe that i came across there's always room for improvement and in an ever-changing world with new technologies emerging 3d printing artificial intelligence and every piece of medical technology will constantly be evolving and is ripe for innovation so my advice to students today would of course be focus on your major but also take the time to understand different aspects, different majors, whether that's business, engineering, law, finance, make sure you're well-rounded as an individual and that will set you up for the best chance of success, whichever path you choose. And, you know, listen, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of sacrifice. It's a lot of pain, struggle, tears, but as a founder, as an adventurer, it's on you. And so keeping a positive mindset, Always being open to learn, learn, learn. If you don't know, ask questions, figure it out, and never give up.
0: Adele, I really appreciate the opportunity to, to meet with you today. And, and I, I do hope that you, you can come and
1: be a part of the, the Forge community. We would absolutely welcome that. Thank you for having me, Brian. It's been a pleasure and I absolutely look forward to being more involved in the Forge community.